You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. The heart of this program is to call God's people to repentance and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Isaac here with the Voice of Revival podcast. Welcome to our broadcast. Welcome to our show. I'm not just excited. I'm thrilled what God has been doing and using this program to reach many people. If you want to find out more about us, you can hashtag the Voice of Revival or at the Voice of Revival. And you'll find out more about this ministry. We provide biblical insights, prophetic word concerning what the Lord is saying in news, current events, and in the church. And we bring you solutions. We bring you answers that people need so we can understand the direction that our nation is headed in. I am super thrilled to be bringing you this show, this episode on prayer. I call this episode Prayer, the Forgotten Path. Prayer, the Forgotten Path. Why prayer for the forgotten path because even though prayer is a much needed necessity of a christian as a spiritual discipline not many know the power of prayer or how it operates or how it works many that should be praying instead are worrying many that should be praying instead are paying attention to social media and following after all the bad news following after all the media And we give an attention all to those things that are happening, and we forgot about the power of prayer. If repentance is the gateway to the kingdom of God, which we talked about in episode four, the R word that's censored by the church, if you haven't heard that program, go back and listen to it. If repentance is the gateway to the kingdom of God, then prayer is the language of the kingdom of God. This is episode seven, Prayer, the Forgotten Path. In this episode, we're talking about prayer. This is the answer to turn a nation around. This is the clarion call to prayer. A nation hangs at the balance when we refuse to pray. In this time of crisis, we need to return to prayer more than any time before. What is more important, another religious service or a prayer meeting? What is sad is that the most unattended services are the prayer meetings. And now that a pandemic has shut down many of the churches. Now prayer has to be regulated in our homes. Prayer has to be done in our homes. No longer are we able to congregate. And we need to stand up. This is enough is enough. They already have regulated and stopped the moves in the churches. And they have 
kept us from doing what we as the body of believers should be doing. My Bible says that my house, the Lord says my house, his house, what house is he talking about? He is talking about the temple, the house of God, the local church will be a house of prayer for all nations. Prayer is the key that unlocks revival. We cannot talk about repentance unless we also talk about prayer. Prayer should be the, on the top of our agenda to teach or preach and practice as the body of Christ. The church desires the power without the process. We're so infatuated with the prophetic, powerful teaching, a lot of informational teaching, but where is the hour of prayer? Even Jesus in the garden was with his disciples, and he said, couldn't you not tarry one hour with me? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer is not just a one-time event. Prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is not an event, but a movement. That's not something we don't hear about in the church. We think that prayer is something to do to get our needs met. Without prayer, there is no church. Without prayer, the church is lifeless. Prayer is not an option. Every church wants to be known as a teaching and preaching church, but few want to be known as a praying church. Why? Because we put less importance on prayer, more on teaching the word and worship. But prayer is the key to building, growing, and keeping the fire of revival going. I'm not only passionate about prayer, I'm a carrier of that anointing. I believe that every pastor, every spiritual leader, I always tell those the young men or the people that want me to that that come along and want me to disciple them. The first thing I'm going to teach you is how to have a prayer life. Every revivalist in history always had a strong prayer life. They have an intimate connection with the Lord in prayer. People want revival, but they don't want to pray. Not everyone is called to platform ministry. What does that mean? Not everyone is called to the pulpit. Not everyone is called to preach the word. Not everyone called to teach, but everyone is called to prayer. God wants a praying church, not a playing church. I want to talk about the house of prayer. Why does Jesus care so much about his house being centered around prayer? Because prayer is the evidence that his house is God-centered and based on relationship. The more focused we are on ourselves, the less we pray. The more God-centered we become, the more we pray. As the church is more God-centered, prayer and worship increases the church. The next program I'm bringing out is understanding the revival of the kingdom. Revival of the kingdom. Another program we're talking about is a nation that is divided. Bringing unity to a divided people. But one of these programs I wanted to emphasize was on prayer. Look at Psalms chapter 27, verse 1 through 4. Psalms chapter 27, verse 1 through 4. Open your Bible to Psalms chapter 27, verses 1 through 4. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, there's a lot of fear right now, right? 
But right here, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Through war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. I like verse five. For in the time of trouble, we're in a time of trouble, no? He shall hide me in his pavilion, in his secret place. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. What a powerful declaration. What a powerful proclamation of the word. Let me go back to that place. He shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. We are talking about the house of prayer. The house of God is where we behold his beauty, his presence. Every house of God, every church house should be a house of prayer. A church is a sacred place set apart from all unhallowed and secular uses for the worship of God. As worship is to prayer, the house of God is a place set apart for worship. It's no commonplace. It's where God dwells, where he meets with his people, and he delights in the worship of his saints. Ian Bounds said this, prayer is always in the place in the house of God. When prayer is a stranger there, then it ceases to be God's house at all. Wow, what a powerful quote. David was excited about going to the house of God. You can tell right here in this psalm. We should be excited about coming to the house of God. We're not late, to, to, we're not late for work. We're not late for school or for a special event. But to God's house, we habitually are late. We're not honoring God by being late to his house. Isaiah chapter 56 Verse 7, Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. We're doing a teaching on prayer. This is episode 7, prayer, the forgotten path. Prayer, the forgotten path. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. I like what it says here. Even then I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. A house of prayer for all nations. Let's look. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 11. I believe that prayer is one of the powerful spiritual disciplines that is missing and that we got to get back to. America, the nation of America needs to get back on its knees and cry out to God. Prayer. This is the language of the kingdom of God. Prayer. Prayer is the action that we must take because it puts us in the place to where we humble ourselves, where God comes in and moves. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11. It says, has this house, which is called by my name, 
become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I even I have seen it, says the Lord. The house of what? The house of God. The house, the, the temple was being used and it was becoming a den of thieves. What were they stealing? The times, the, the, the place of prayer was becoming a place of merchandise. It was becoming a place where people were bringing their lame offerings. They were bringing things that, that did not please God. There's another scripture I want to get to, and that is in Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament before we get to the New Testament. Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Malachi 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he, for he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi Purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering of righteousness. So we're talking about here, who's going to come to the temple? Jesus, right? The messenger was going to come. The messenger to prepare the way was John the Baptist. But Jesus was going to come to the temple. And remember what happened when Jesus came to the temple? What were they doing? They were making merchandise of the house of God. And he drove him out. He drove him out of the, the house of God. He drove him out of the temple because they were not, they was not a house of prayer anymore. It was a house of merchandise. And I think in, in you, you may think this is kind of harsh, but God, but I believe that churches have closed because we quit being houses of prayer. We quit being houses of worship. We have become houses of entertainment, houses of tradition and religion, houses that are all about programs and doing good. We, it's all about self to make ourselves look good. And the Lord is saying, where is, my, where is the prayer? And where is the spirit of prayer? Why have you forsaken prayer? A prayer service is important to the church because it places an emphasis of importance on prayer for our fight is against spiritual forces. So it requires spiritual weapons and with greater spiritual weapons, there is the prayers of not just one, but dozens, hundreds, and even thousands. Let me talk about how important a prayer service is. Number one, it reminds our people of the importance of prayer. Number two, it models for our people how to pray. Number three, it unites our people around God's purposes. Number four, it prepares our people for God to act. Do you get that last one? It prepares God's people for him to act. God will not act or will the angels be sent until God's people begin to pray and cry out to him. We need a burden of prayer. We need a, a, a return to intercession. 
the greatest cry that should come out of the church should be a cry on our knees, a travail, a burden, a, a groaning that comes out that causes us to cry out and say, God, forgive us. We have forsaken you. We have social distanced ourselves from you and we have social distanced ourselves from prayer. And it's time to return back to prayer. Praying saints are powerful because prayer is a spiritual weapon. In the house of God, God raises up prayer leaders who teach others how to pray. For a year at the church that I'm a part of called La Casa de Alfarero, the Lord put it in my heart to start up a time of prayer. And it was amazing. We started doing prayer, prayer meetings, but it was funny because nobody knew how to pray. So I was leading these prayer services and deep intercession and people didn't understand what was going on. So I had to put a stop to it and I had to start teaching on prayer. As I began to teach on prayer, as we begin to teach on the Lord's prayer, as we begin to teach on the prayer of Jesus, as we begin to teach on how important intercession is and how it and and the house house of prayer for all nations, all of a sudden the people begin to get a desire to pray and people begin to pray. We begin to become we had to teach on prayer for them to stand up and do. We had to teach them prayer so they can take action in prayer. To make prayer a focal point, we must understand what prayer is. Could it be that most people don't pray, even in the church, because they don't understand? They don't even know how to pray. They don't even know where to begin. They they don't even know how to talk to God. So we got to teach them the ways of prayer. You remember when the disciples came to Jesus and they asked, did they ask him, Lord, teach us to teach us, teach us how to preach or teach us how to do miracles and signs and wonders? No, they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus taught them how to pray. He prayed kingdom prayers. Many of us are praying selfie prayers when we need to pray kingdom prayers. When we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. You see, we are trying to work this thing in our own strength. But when we pray, God begins to work. He sends the answers that we need. He sends the angels and we begin to see a shift in our nation, a shift in our church, a shift in society. Don't miss the next episode as I'm bringing the the understanding of the revival of the kingdom of God. This is going to be a complete shift in understanding of where God is taking us as a people, as his people. And we need to find out exactly what the path is that he's on. That's why prayer is so important. We have to create a culture of prayer, create a culture of prayer, a corporate prayer. People should be, had to be excited to go into church. Now every, almost every church is online now. Every church was shut down, but the devil is a liar because it is time to open up again. And if we're going to do something, we need to return to prayer services. We need to turn to worship services. We need to get away from the status quo and we need to go hard after God. It is time for revival. 
And he's calling us to be a house of prayer and a house of worship. Because when we pray, we will worship him. When we pray, we will see a nation change. When we pray, he will turn the, 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 the tide of wickedness around and we will see a change. If my people, if you read, let's, let's go ahead and go to uh, 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles should be a clarion call to prayer. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Many times you want to go straight to verse 14, but there's something amazing that's being said before that. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 13. I want to start with verse 13 and it says this. Well, let me start with verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 12. God appears for the second time to Solomon. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer. And have chosen this, this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Here it is. And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Verse 15 says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer. That's a word again, prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. What a powerful word. It's all about prayer. Return to prayer. Return to the place of prayer. Did you notice where it says in verse 13, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locust to devour the land or to send pestilence among my people? Who sinned in this? Who is doing this? It says that, when I, who is I? He's talking about the Lord, the Lord God. Because why? Because we quit seeking him. We quit praying. We, we turned away from him. And he has to get our attention. He has to bring a rude awakening so that we can have a great awakening. My friend, there's all different kinds of prayers. There is intercession. There is, there is personal prayer. This is, a, this is where we have to learn how to seek the Lord in the place of prayer, the secret place. I'll be teaching more on that. The personal prayer, corporate prayer. There's corporate prayer. That's when we get together and we pray. And there's intercession. When we stand in the gap, when we stand in substitute, we stand in the gap of something or someone or a nation or a people. There's a secret place, prayer closet. When we go to our prayer closet, there's a house of prayer. And there are prayer movements. The house of prayer is when the saints come together to pray. A citywide prayer. When the people of God unite for God to change cities, regions, and nations. You want revival? Then we need houses of prayer. A place where we praise God. A place where Christians are consecrated in the Lord. A place where we receive divine instruction. This is the place of prayer. 
Let me tell you what is in the place of prayer. It's a place where we praise God. It's a place where Christians are consecrated in the Lord. It's a place where we receive divine instruction. It's a place where lost souls are converted. It's a place where the light of the world illuminates the sinners. It's a place where we are encouraged and prepared as a people of God to complete the great commission. The first place of prayer is the home. The first place of prayer is the home. Then the church and then the community. So if prayer is the key that unlocks revival, is it not possible for the church to survive without it? Then why is it neglected? The teaching of prayer may be the most important topic in the church today, and it's become a lost art, a forgotten spiritual discipline. We're not praying according to God's will, but to satisfy our selfish needs. So prayer is the language of the kingdom and a great mystery. Prayer is the act of the believer working together with God, partner with God in prayer. God's people must pray before he rises up and works. So why don't we pray? Because we're too busy. It's not important. These are some of the excuses I hear as I was teaching on prayer at my church. The Lord began to emphasize that there's times in scripture where prayerlessness was not just an excuse, that prayerlessness was a sin. It was a sin against God. When we call a conference for a popular guest speaker of the church, it's full. But when we call a prayer conference, a meeting, or a solemn assembly, a handful of people show up. Why? Because we have no passion to pray. We don't think that prayer is powerful enough. We don't think that it answers things. We think that just more teaching, more preaching, more Bible study, more reading, more training and equipping. But what about the prayer? We have made the preaching of man more important than the communication with God in prayer. Ouch. We have made the preaching of man more important than the communication with God in prayer. God can do more in place of prayer than all the preaching and teaching combined. We want the power without doing the work. We want the power without doing the work. The power comes through the work of prayer. Prayer is not easy. Prayer takes work. It's not something that comes easy. Yet God does not move until his people pray. If we understood the importance of prayer and how it relates to the church and the kingdom of God, we would take it more seriously and pray more. It's going on more than 17 years that I've been on a journey of understanding the power of prayer. It, be, it became a part of me that I'm able to teach it. I'm able to preach on it. And I impart wisdom and revelation on the subject. It's, it's been said that you can't take someone somewhere you have never been before. I can't take you on this journey until you know the importance, the power, and the clarion call to prayer. Just as there is a clarion call to repentance, there's a clarion call to prayer. There's so much on prayer that we just won't be able to cover it all through this season as a podcast. But I'm going to be releasing many podcasts and throughout this season, this first season, this is just the first season of podcasts. But throughout all this time, we're going to be bringing you episodes about prayer. Today, I'm just giving you an introduction 
on prayer, the forgotten path. There is no revival without prayer, and the angels of God do not move unless the saints pray. God is wanting to communicate to us. He wants to communicate with us through prayer. So the church has lost its focus of being a house of prayer. So I like what Dr. Tony Evans said. He said, if you want to know the thermostat of your spiritual life as a believer, then look at the thermostat setting of your prayer life. Ouch. If you want to know the thermostat of your spiritual life as a believer, then look at the thermostat setting of your prayer life. Dr. Tony Evans. Here's another reason why people don't pray. It's now they're saying that prayer is an outdated discipline. Since we live in a, in a in a age of grace, that the gospel of grace, we no we no longer need to pray. But man, understand it's a necessity. Remember what I said that what was it the disciples asked for Jesus to teach them? Did he teach them to cast out devils? No. Actually, let's go to Luke chapter eleven. Luke chapter eleven. Luke chapter eleven. Here's what it says. Luke chapter eleven, verse one. When it now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, you need to go back to that verse and look at this. So as he was praying in a certain place, so the disciples are watching Jesus pray. They're observing him pray. In a certain place. In other words, he must have been in, in his place of prayer. And when he stopped, the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray. They were watching Jesus. They were observing him pray. And they saw the connection and the intimacy he had with God. And they wanted that. So they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he goes into the model prayer the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to be, I'll be bringing you a teaching on the Lord's Prayer pretty soon on one of these podcasts. But prayer is not for super saints. Prayer is for all saints. Everyone is called to prayer. Everyone is called to pray. Let me say that again. Prayer is not for super saints. It's for all saints. Everyone is called to prayer. That's why we got to get back to a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house of prayer. Make me a house of prayer. How important is prayer today? Prayer is an art. It must be practice. Prayer is relational. There must be a connection, an intimacy. It's a, it's a relation. And I want to end with this. It's time that you created prayer history with the Lord. When you create a prayer history with the Lord in the place of prayer, praying in the secret place, that is the place where the Lord speaks to you. He reveals the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom. And he tells you and to, ahead of time what is coming. Why? Because we have become close, intimate with the Lord in the place of prayer. If you have no desire for prayer, if you make excuses for prayer and you think that prayer is not necessary, then you need you have to do some repenting and you need to come back to a place of prayer. I pray that the spirit of prayer 
will get a hold of you. I pray that the spirit of prayer will come upon you. I pray that the anointing that breaks the yoke will come upon you. And that we begin to cry out to the Lord in prayer as a corporate body. A nation is divided. A people are divided. The nation is raging. The nations are raging. People are in fear and panic. And the church is silent. Oh, it's time to cry out, people of God. We have the answers to the the dilemmas that we're facing. It's time to get on our knees and cry out to the Lord and pray. We need a revival of prayer. We need a prayer revival to sweep our nation once again. We have done enough preaching. We've done enough teaching. We have enough training and equipping to last us years, but we have not been trained up in how to pray. We don't know how to pray. And even the disciples, if they know how important it was to pray, how much more for us today? Lord, teach us how to pray. Oh, Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity to teach on prayer the forgotten path. Lord, we have forgotten prayer. We have not made it a priority in our lives. And Lord, it's time for us to get back to it. Lord, we must make prayer a spiritual discipline and put it as a as as a priority in our Christian walk with you. Lord, the reason why our nation is in turmoil, why a nation is facing judgment and a nation is facing so many difficulties is because your people stopped praying. Lord, the prayer warriors became very tired and they got worn out. The enemy has been trying to wear out the saints. But I pray right now, Father, that you will release a new strength, that you will release a new power, that you will release a new anointing upon your people right now, and that we will be places of prayer. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's time for our churches. And when they do open or whatever regulations there are, I even believe, Father, you're going to raise up tents again. You're going to raise up outdoor fields and places where people are going to come together to pray, to seek your face, to call upon you, to turn the wicked, to turn a nation away from its wicked ways. Even the church, Father, you said, if my people, it said it starts with us first. So, Father, Lord, let us return to you. We want to humble ourselves. We want to pray. We want to seek your face and we want to turn from our wicked ways and follow after you, God. Do what you do, Father. Give us a heart for prayer, a burden for prayer. Lord, we don't even know what that is. But Lord, show us through your Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us in the spirit of prayer and the anointing of prayer. Let us become prayer warriors. Let us become people that know how to pray. People that know their God, that know how to seek the answers, that know how to get results. It's coming through prayer, Father. May a whole prayer movement rise up. May the churches turn from houses of entertainment to houses of prayer. May we worship you in prayer, Father, in spirit and in truth. May we come to know you like never before. Our prayers are kingdom prayers, not selfie prayers. We want to pray like the kingdom and let it break forth in our land. 
you have the answers that no government, that no official, that no president, that no leader, that no science, that no education, that no philosophy and theology and ideology can, can understand who you are because you're coming to take over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Revival podcast. You can find out how to support this podcast so we can continue keep making these programs. I believe that they're beneficial and that we are providing a great resource for you to know more about this God of revival. I believe that these are really important episodes. This is an important podcast. This is season one. We could put this on social media, but no, I don't want that. I want this to get into your hands where you can take this wherever you go. That's why we do podcasts because you can take this and listen to it at work, at, in your car. You can listen to it wherever you go. You can be on the job site if they allow you to. You can be in the workplace. You can be cleaning the house. You can be in the car. You can be outdoors. You can be listening to it. And it goes wherever you go because it's it's digital. It's on demand. So you can listen to it when you want to listen to it. And I want you to, to get the word out. Share this word and share this program with them. Prayer, the forgotten path. We're coming back again with more episodes as we break into a whole new understanding of the kingdom. I want to thank you for listening. And we'll see you again in our next program on the Voice of Revival podcast. God bless. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.